By downloading or listening to this podcast, you are agreeing to Moody's legal terms and conditions found at moody's.com slash disclaimer, including that the information provided is not investment or financial advice, and that Moody's will not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. Smaller companies are always among the borrowers most vulnerable to economic turbulence. But with borrowing costs still high and economic growth poised to slow in many parts of the globe, risks are particularly high for such borrowers and in turn securitizations backed by their debt. But those risks vary by region and securitization type, so investors need to be on their toes. I'm Aaron Johnson, and this is Moody's Talks Securitization Spotlight. Today, we have a full house with structured finance analysts from around the globe joining us to discuss the prospects for SME securitizations going into year end. There's Sandy Zhang in New York, Monica Curti in Milan, and Daniel Gann in Singapore. But before we get started, I'd like to encourage our listeners, if you have not already, to subscribe to Securitization Spotlight and to also check out some of our other podcasts like Emerging Markets Decoded and Focus on Finance. And with that, let's get started. Sandy, Daniel, and Monica, thanks for joining me. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Happy to be here. Now, Sandy, let's start in the U.S. Can you talk a little bit about how a moderate economic slowdown, as we're forecasting, would hurt small business borrowers here? Definitely. Uh, small businesses typically have less capacity to absorb shocks like this uh, than larger corporations. Uh, in an economic downturn scenario, reduced consumer spending can lead to a drop in sales for small businesses. And this can lead to decrease in revenue, uh, which will create uh, cash flow issues as many small businesses operate with tight margins and rely on a steady income to cover the costs. Consequently, they might find it uh, increasingly difficult to service their debts. Uh, this, in turn, could lead to an increase in delinquencies and default on uh, those ABS. Also, an economic slowdown often brings about tighter credit conditions, which make it harder for small businesses to refinance the debt, which could increase the risk of default even more. Now, a kind of unique subsector in the U.S. is trucking companies um, that we consider a component of SME ABS. How are these types of deals different in terms of their uh, vulnerability to economic turbulence? Yes, uh, trucking obligors are also exposed to similar challenges uh, in an economic downturn, as I mentioned before, especially for those uh, obligors with small fleet and owner operators. So historically, the trucking industries is closely correlated to the macroeconomic conditions. And actually, over the past six months, we saw declines in both freight activities, both freight and truck tonnage, and also manufacturing uh, capacity utilization growth rate, which is a measure of sector demand, also declined uh, over the past six months. Uh, as a result, our uh, due performance of our existing trucking and transportation ABS has softened in that period. Now, Monica, in Europe, can you talk a little bit about how much SME obligors are vulnerable to large, widespread economic turbulence? Yeah. In Europe, the correlation between GDP and SME obligor is even stronger because SME represent the overwhelming majority of EU non-financial businesses and contribute significantly to the total employment, almost half, 
or to devalue it over winter. And, and it's almost half of half of total employment in Europe, right? Yes. Now, Daniel, um, what about Asia? Uh, yes. Uh, similarly, in APEC, uh, I think the correlation between GDP and SME performance is strong, uh, with relatively slow economic growth eroding SME profitability and uh, dampening some of their capacity to repay that. So really, a small business is going to be more vulnerable than larger corporates, no matter where you're at, I guess. Correct. Yes. Now, one thing we wanted to discuss today is rising interest rates. In the U.S., the Fed funds rate hit its highest point in 22 years recently. How are SMEs coping with this rising of interest rates, um, or rather high interest rate environment? Sandy, why don't you discuss the U.S. end first? Yeah, sure. So in the U.S., uh, the rising financing costs continues to weaken the borrower's ability to service the debt that underlies the ABS. Of course, combined with the further complication with the inflation is actually making operating expenses more difficult to manage for a large share of those small businesses. And additionally, uh, with the higher interest rate, uh, higher interest expenses also shrink the operating margins for those small businesses even more and make it more difficult to look for uh, financing options. So for the uh, ABS transactions particularly, in the outstanding transactions that have fixed to floating interest rate exposure that are unhatched, uh, higher floating rate uh, liability costs will uh, erode excess spread. However, in the equipment ABS space, uh, the assets and liabilities are both fixed rates. So those ABS transactions are not exposed to the mismatch risk. For new deals, most sponsors are significantly increasing or introducing discount rate as a means to boost asset yield as a result of the higher interest rates. So, so in other words, in the U.S., vulnerability to rising rates is fairly limited among existing borrowers because there's few floating rate loans out there, right? Yeah, exactly. In the uh, equipment ABS space. And in Europe, it's a little of the same story, um, but with the caveat that there's more floating rate exposure there. Correct. This is particularly true in our key European ABS SME markets, such Spain, Italy, and Germany. SME loans are really typically floating rate loans. Got it. Um, Daniel, what about Asia Pacific? Uh, yes. Uh, so for interest rates have also risen significantly across uh, Asia-Pacific over the past year, including in the key SME ABS markets of Australia and India, uh, which increased uh, repayment amounts and limited refinancing uh, options for SME borrowers. Uh, loans in APEC ABS SME deals also often have floating interest rates, so repayment amounts for these loans have increased with the rise in borrowing costs. So simply put, interest rates rise, costs increase, it makes it more difficult for borrowers. That's correct. And I want to pick up on something you said, Daniel, about uh, refinancing options becoming more limited. That kind of brings us to our next point about liquidity tightening as a result of kind of the growing risk in the sector. And what I mean by that is lenders are, are tightening their underwriting standards. Sandy, can you walk us through how that affects ABS performance? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's actually already becoming harder for those small businesses to access traditional SME financing. And uh, as lenders tighten their criteria, um, like those businesses um, that are already struggling 
uh, may find it even more difficult to find refinancing options and stay afloat. This will definitely uh, lead to an increased risk of rising delinquencies and default, which uh, has already reflected in the performance of certain SME ABS transactions in the U.S. Yeah, it's also true in Asia-Pacific, particularly in India. The combination of higher interest rates and cautious underwriting will gradually reduce the availability of refinancing for SMEs, which will increase the risk for ABS backed uh, by such notes. This is also the case in Europe. Uh, looking to the latest data of uh, Q2 23, the credit standard for SME tightened in France, in the Netherlands and Italy. Looking more to the sector, credit standard tightened the most for energy-intensive manufacturing sectors. Thanks, guys. Now, I do want to kind of cut to the chase and talk about, thus far, the extent to which we've seen performance deterioration as a result of these factors. Have we seen much uh, in terms of delinquencies, defaults yet? Sandy? Yeah, sure. So currently we have 29 outstanding trucking and small ticket ABS transactions that we rate. And among those uh, 29 transactions, uh, delinquency rates are both uh, early stage and late stage um, have uh, gone up in trucking equipment ABS. Uh, I guess to be more specific, uh, early stage delinquency rates in the trucking uh, equipment ABS uh, subsector increased to 3.18% in June uh, 2023 from 1.36 um, a year earlier, and late-stage delinquencies increased to around 1% from 0.4% uh, a year earlier. And for small-ticket ABS transactions, our performance has uh, deteriorated in recent months uh, but still remain below the 2008 financial crisis highs. Uh, it is most ticket ABS transaction. Um, the deals backed by majorly large corporate obligors have uh, demonstrated fairly stable performance, but the ones backed by 100% small businesses have shown deterioration in performance. And also uh, the essentiality of the equipment backing the loans and leases in those pools uh, supports the deal performance in general. Now, Monica, in Europe, we're coming out of a lot of the uh, the pandemic relief programs now. What are what are the effects of that on on these transactions? In Europe, uh, default did not increase during the pandemic thanks uh, to massive public interventions such as payment moratorium and public guaranteed loan. And both delinquency and default rate remain very low even now, some year after the pandemic and after the severe energy price stress. However, payment moratoria are no longer available and the initial interest-only period of the public guaranteed loan and feature of the public guaranteed loan, for instance, in Italy, have elapsed by now. So SME will need to start to reimburse this public loan, putting pressure on their debt service capacity. So we will likely to see a performance deterioration. In Spain, for instance, we see some first sign of deterioration. Delinquency there started to rise late in 22. The stock of problem loan also rose in April and May this year after a very prolonged decline. 
and bankruptcy are increasing sharply. And in Italy, where we rate both loans and lease ABS SME, total delinquency in ABS SME leases increased to 1.14% in February 23 from 0.83 a year early, while total delinquency in ABS SME loans increased to 104% in February 23 from 0.73% a year early. Of course, these are very low value compared to total delinquencies recorded in 2030 and 2030 of around 10%. Thanks, Monica. And, and Daniel, um, I think we have some data out of India as well where, where delinquencies are rising. Yeah, that's correct. So in India, total delinquencies as a percentage of current balance for ABS SME loans that we rate uh, remain very high at about uh, 15% in June 2023 as compared to uh, pre-COVID levels at about 5% at the end of 2019. Wow, so bigger impact there. Uh, definitely. I think uh, delinquencies uh, continue to be uh, very high. And uh, that's because I think APEC countries are also winding down their government support programs, and that's increasing the financial burdens for SMEs, uh, alongside uh, the issues with uh, rising borrowing costs, as well as relatively slow economic uh, growth. Got it. The commercial real estate sector is making a lot of waves lately, and and U.S. and Asian SME securitizations do have some CRE exposure. Sandy, can you walk us through some of those? Yeah, sure. Um, In the U.S., there are some legacy uh, deals called Small Balance Commercial Real Estate ABS, and uh, the economic pressures, as we uh, mentioned about, has... uh, already uh, driven slight increases in delinquencies for them, uh, but uh, the delinquencies rates still remain below historical highs reached during the pandemic and financial crisis in 2008 and 2009. In, Dan, in, in Asia, we, we also have some CRE exposure. That's correct. So there, there continues to be real estate secured loans in APEC, ABS, uh, SME deals, uh, particularly in India, where these loans are known as a uh, Loan Against Property, uh, LAP, uh, are extended to borrowers operating micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises and are secured by a mortgage over residential or commercial real estate property. Uh, The loan proceeds are usually used for business activities like uh, working capital requirement, business expansion, and the purchase of equipment. Uh, These uh, LAP SME loans uh, are not only directly affected by interest rate rises over the past year, as mentioned earlier, uh, but rate rises have also slowed the pace of uh, property price growth in uh, major Indian con- cities. Uh, the slower price growth has reduced uh, recovery prospects for defaulted lab when non-bank financial companies sell the underlying properties to recruit outstanding debt amounts, uh, which is broadly negative for Indian ABS backed by uh, these loads. Additionally, I think uh, slower price growth could erode non-bank financial companies' willingness to refinance lab. No, thanks, guys. Lastly, I want to touch on some structural benefits that securitizations provide because we've really only hit on collateral level concepts. So, Sandy, could you walk us through some of those in terms of how SME ABS have protection against collateral level defaults? 
over uh, collateralization slash uh, subordination and reserves uh, will uh, absorb some potential losses from weakening performance. Additionally, uh, Express will also provide a shield for notes from risk. Most senior tranches will benefit from sequential pay structures and amortizing loan portfolios, which fosters a relatively fast charge deleveraging de- uh, and increased credit enhancements over time. It is important to note that as interest rates uh, proceed, reserve accounts coverage of monthly bond interest and transaction expenses for newly issued ABS will remain lower than the reserve coverage for dues issued before the second half of 2022, provided dues reserve account sizes remain consistent. However, uh, the structural features we discussed about in the securitization, such as non-declining uh, reserve accounts, can mitigate li- liquidity risks stemming from cash flow disruptions. Now, Monica, I think you wanted to hit on a couple of the differences in European structures. Correct. Uh, this, uh, what Sandy has mentioned, is absolutely correct also for Europe with two caveats. In Europe, excess spread will contribute less to loss absorption. Amongst recent deals, we observe a reduction in excess spread as liability costs increased rapidly, while asset revenue remain relatively low with margin often below 2% on the floating rate loan, since most of the collateral was originated before rates started to rise. Moreover, the typical European ABS SME fast tranche deleveraging will reduce with lower prepayment. Prepayment will likely decline as rising borrowing costs give borrowers less incentive to refinance and, as we mentioned at the very beginning, market liquidity tightens. This will be most true in countries with popular public guarantee programs such as Italy, France and Spain, which offer loans with below market rates. Well, thanks everyone for joining me this month. Uh, You've given us a lot to think about there. And to our listeners, as usual, a reminder to subscribe and pass us along to your friends and coworkers. We look forward to having you back for next month's edition of Securitization Spotlight. Thanks for listening to this Moody's Talks podcast. To find out more about the topics discussed, please follow the links in the show notes. You can check out other Moody's Talks podcasts by visiting moody's.com slash podcasts.